Hey everybody, welcome to CADCAST number 35. I'm your host, GPD, here in Tokyo, Japan. And of course, we have Wombat back in the good old USA. USA, USA. Happy Fourth of July. Thank you, yes, Independence Day. Yeah, what are you doing to celebrate? I think we're going shit up. I think we're going to my cousin's roof to blow stuff up. To watch stuff blow up. Mm. New York City fireworks. Oh yeah, nice. That sounds good. You yeah. know, I went to my my local convenience store here, and they sell fireworks. That's because you're in Japan, where Asia, where fireworks come from. <laughs> yeah, and they're cheap, and they come in big bag, big bags, rather. Nice. They even sell a bazooka. I'm not even kidding. Yes, I've seen that before. You know, it's difficult. <laughs> it was called Super Bazooka. You know, it's going to be difficult for you to play games with only nine fingers. <laughs> I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting. And speaking of exciting, we just hit a cheap-ass gamer milestone about a minute ago. Wow, what is it? What is it? 60,000 registered CAGs. Congratulations. It's pretty amazing. That's uh, 60,000 people. That's a lot of people. We've had a lot of activity, a lot of new registrations uh, in the last month or so. I guess there's been a couple big sales. People wanted to sign up to, to get access. So, yeah, we now have 60,000 registered users, over 20,000 active users, which means that those are registered users that have visited the forums in the last two months. Mm-hmm. And we're about to hit another milestone, 2 million posts. That's a lot of posts. We're at 1.9 million right now. Actually, we have 25,000 left to hit 2 million. Are you going to have a contest? Yeah, you know, I said I was going to have a contest, I think, when I hit 50,000, and I think I forgot. So I better do one for 60,000. Well, you should do one for the 2 million posts. Right. I can give away 2 million... <laughs> 2 million know. Microsoft I points. can't think of a currency. That yeah. would be uh, so little money. Anyway. <laughs> 2 million pesos. Isn't that uh, like 5 bucks? Uh, maybe. And we're about to hit even another milestone. Really? What's that? We're about to hit our 60th review on uh, iTunes for the CADcast. That's awesome. And we are, as you saw that I posted on the front page, as far as I can tell, uh, we are the best and most reviewed video game podcast on iTunes. Yes, we were a five-star podcast for quite some time there until, until about some... two days ago. Right. Well, of course, I knew as soon as I posted that on the front page that there's going to be some asshole who's had to give us one star. And someone did. <laughs> and that asshole's name is William Shatner. William Shatner gave us a one-star review. Can I read the review? Yes, please. William Shatner says, Love the website, hate the podcast. Boring and poorly produced. I've never heard a grown man giggle at his own lame jokes as much as GPD. This podcast is like cyanide for your ears. Now, first of all, Should I, I don't like giggle at my lame jokes. I, live, I giggle at your lame jokes. This podcast is like cyanide for your ears. Do you think that was really William Shatner? That I do. I think, I think William Shatner and I just don't get along. Hmm. Me and the Shat. It's because I use <laughs> Orbits instead of Priceline. That could be it. <laughs> I know. Well, screw that guy. Someone else review us, so we hit 60. And uh, there's going to be actually a change in iTunes. We got an email uh, that said that they're redoing all the podcast categories. So now there's actually going to be a dedicated video game podcast category, and there wasn't before. Good. Let's see. Be, yeah, we can see where we rank gonna, up. Yeah, I mean the ranking is kind of stupid because it's only based on new new subscriptions in the last 
24 hours, and it's pretty easy to, to manipulate that. I think you just click on subscribe over and over again, and I think you can sort of jack yourself up. But there will be a games and hobbies category and a video games subcategory. So that should be up in probably a week or two. Exciting. So that's cool. It is cool. Speaking of, speaking of podcasts, did you see the Major Nelson sort of wah, to quote Audie Lang from the Howard Stern show, wah. he uh, was complaining that people kept asking him when certain games are going to be released and, and rather uh, marketplace content. And he sort of got tired of, <laughs> of people asking, so he started complaining and was like, don't ask me, I don't know. And he was surprised that people keep asking the same question over and over again on websites. Well, you know, if you're going to go out and tell people something's going to be out in February, and then in July it's still not available, people are going to ask you what happened. And quit complaining to me is not a good enough answer. Well, he, I think his point was, you know, he doesn't say when it's going to be out. It's like a publisher that says it. And he always gets upset when a publisher says that because he knows that more likely than not, it's not going to be true. Yeah, it, it was just funny to hear him. I listened to the first 10 minutes of his podcast to hear him complain about it. And he did literally for 10 minutes. He, he complained about it. Not only did he write up like a big paragraph on his website, but he complained about it. But that's what you get. That's what comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah. So there's not too much you could do about that. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Xbox Live Arcade, there was some new content up recently. Yes, there. Yeah, there was some uh, something actually good. Well, first, there was the Ghost Recon add-on. That's not good. Well, that's a it's uh, twelve hundred well, marketplace a, points. It's opinion. Uh, yeah, fifteen yeah. bucks. Right, fifteen that's bucks, 15 which bucks. is a lot, a lot of money for one add-on. Uh, I know. Penny Arcade posted like a comic about it, and they brought up a really good point that you can't just buy uh, 1,200 marketplace points. You have to you buy, have to buy, you know, you, you can't just buy a set amount. I mean, you can, but the set amount is either 1,600 from the card, and I think if you buy it through the marketplace, it's, it's, it's even more. Yeah. So you actually can't. You can't. You don't it's have like, the points um, already. You have to lay out some more money. It's like hot dog buns. Right. You, they never match the. They uh, never match the amount of hot dogs in a package. package. So yeah, right. it's it's the same theory though that you know. Oh well, you know, you buy this and then you have leftover points. So maybe you'll buy a theme, or maybe when the next game comes out. Oh, I'm well. I have the points. I might as well just pick it up. In all fairness, it's Microsoft that sets the price of the points that you buy and for retail and through the arcade. And it's Ubisoft who's setting the price of the map, so there's no real collusion there. But I just don't understand you know, how, how Ghost Recon maps are $15. Well, you know, I think a lot of people that downloaded it think that it's worth it. And I know the executioner on CAG wrote this, had this to say. He said, well, I can say that these co-op maps, eight in total, uh, you know, yes, they do play much differently during night and day. Uh, are a lot better than the original four that you paid 60 bucks for. Um, and he says that he it's worth the money, it's deep, awesome maps, challenging missions that will take some time to beat. Get it. So he really recommends it. Personally, for me, I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of giving in to pay $15 for this. I feel like it's just a lot of money for one download. It, it makes it really, you know, from a $60 game to a $75 game. And right. that, and the, you know, combine that with the fact that I traded in my Ghost Recon on Saturday. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Although the the trade-in deal I thought was just too good to give up. Well, I'll tell you what was disappointing. I got I 44 saw... bucks for that game. You got 40 well, because there's that big sale going on at EB. Yeah, so it's a uh, big got... trade-in promotion. Big trade-in promotion. So I got $44 for my copy of Ghost Recon. Now you can buy the Asian version for 40 Yeah. And you come out uh, a few bucks ahead. Exactly. I made a profit. Uh, well, I was sort of disappointed because I saw both the Penny Arcade guys online playing Ghost Recon. And I knew that they had just written a comic sort of ripping on the fact that it costs so much. So I figured, you know, maybe they didn't buy the maps and I could jump in and play with them. And, of course, I tried and, lo and behold, they had purchased the maps. Well, don't they do so, a lot of work for Ubisoft? They they have done some work for them. I think they made some comics for some special edition games like maybe Splinter Cell Splinter Cell and like stuff that. yeah so do you think they Far really Cry. you think maybe they were sent the maps maybe they got them for free I don't yeah, know I, really I would suspect them paying for it as being kind of suspect maybe could be but that was sort of a downer yeah well but I think a lot of the you know Joystick ran a poll and uh, a lot of the people who did download the maps most of them said that it was worth it I just it's just so, not worth it. Then again, I've purchased To you it's not worth it. Then but, it, but people, I bought everything. worth it. Yeah, to me I bought everything that they have for Oblivion. So I mean, who's the jerk now? But they were most they were much cheaper. Well, yeah, but you add it, it all sort of, adds up. It adds up, but they gave it to you in bite-sized chunks. Maybe Microsoft should say put a limit on like a on a single download of uh say maybe you don't go over 800 points for this but it is the most expensive downloadable thing uh, it's tied with pool uh, pool <laughs> bank shot billiards too which i actually love that game right well you got it for free so i did get it for free so for free it's a from, great game from shipwreck yeah thank you shipwreck yes so that's uh that's something in the news but not quite news uh you checked out the prey demo i did what did you think of that um, you know, it's really interesting because my opinions on it are so mixed. I really want to love it. And there are certain things about it, you know, some of the puzzle elements and the the, the storyline that kind of, it's a little trippy. And yeah. that's kind of, you know, there are certain things, some, some what the, you know, mm-hmm. WTF moments in, in just the demo. Right. And it has some really cool music in it, too. And I really like that. But playing the game, the actual gameplay, it's really just run around, shoot everything. If it moves, it's just, it's a very much a, an if it moves, shoot it kind of game. With, with Doom-esque uh, yeah. scenarios. It's very much like Doom. It's very much the you're in a room, clear the room, go to the next room, clear the room, go to the next room, clear the room. I, yeah. Everything yeah. pops out of the de- the demon closet kind of feel to it. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I got confused between this game and and Fear. I thought for a second that they were the same game. That's funny. And I and I kept waiting for the time when I, the the power where you can slow down time. <laughs> and I was like, wait. then I realized, like, oh wait, those are two different games. I don't know. Were Native Americans able to slow down time? Because you know. Yeah, with the with the with the uh, the good drugs that they have. So it's, I mean, also the, it seemed like, like the grandfather character to me came off a little bit stereotypical. <laughs> right. You know, I thought he was going to start asking for wampum. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was just. And the main character's name is Tommy Hawk. Tommy Hawk, yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. that's terrible. Tommy Hawk. It's like you made that. Uh, you named him almost. Almost, exactly. Such a bad pun. But I'm not that racist. 
So <laughs> it was uh, it was funny because I played with uh, Brian Crescente from from Kotaku. He's uh-huh. the editor of Kotaku, and he actually posted about it on Kotaku that he played with me. It was okay. that memorable of an experience. I'll have to check it out. I did not know that. Yeah, it wasn't that exciting to uh, to read about, but it was fun to play with him, and I got some good information on something else that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes once we get through this sort of house cleaning stuff. Yeah, but um, if you like if you got? like Doom Three, and you'll you want to game, like then you'll probably like it. it. Looks fantastic. I'm hoping for a forty dollar uh, Asian region free version. <laughs> That would be about the only reason why I'd buy it too. I, I, that I can buy from PlayAsia. It doesn't seem like a sixty dollars game. I don't know what the replay value is to it because I didn't even want to play the demo a second time. Right. Because yeah, yeah it's right. great. It's great to see something that's really cool the first time you see it. But yeah. when you have yeah. no reason to see it again. Plus, there's a drought uh, of games, of course, the summer drought. So yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll see. Also, I got um. Game. Speaking of games that we're playing, uh, I got Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories for PS2. Yeah, I'm still not talking to you about that. I have nothing to do with it. Rockstar sent it to me. They didn't send it to you. But I didn't say anything. I didn't say don't send it to Wombat. But why would I'm they I'm sure not, I said, why? I don't know. Look, I don't know. They should what can say, I tell you? Look, Let me if, tell you if, something. If you're don't feel so bad. If you're listening, anybody who wants to right. send me a game, send me a send- game. <laughs> you can email you a, me. You want to give out your email address? Is it wombat at cheapassgamer.com? Okay. That's it, there right? You go. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work, right? That'll work. Wombat so, yeah. at cheapassgamer.com. We'll take anything. Barbie I, Horse Adventure I, I will take Barbie Horse Adventure. I will take, I don't care. I just good. I want free crap. There you go. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, let me tell you something. Don't feel so bad. Because I, you know, I'm a big Grand Theft Auto fan. I finished Grand Theft Auto 3. I finished Vice City, San Andreas. I was starting to get a little tired by then, and I, I didn't get that far through it. This game, you know, the graphics are not, you know, not that great. I know Grand Theft Auto is not really known for its graphics, but this one really seems, you know, subpar for Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto. I'm sure it looks real nice on a small. Um, PSP screen, and I think it's a great achievement that they've been able to get a game like this running on the PSP. But looking on my uh, 42-inch plasma TV, it looks really poor. Gotcha. To, to say the least. And you know, at this point, the gameplay—you know—I'm getting real tired of every time I, I finish a mission, I got to drive back to my safe house to save the game. It's just—I don't know. I like the music a lot, but. I don't think I want to be playing this one too much. <laughs> and I even thought, like, I was in the store yesterday, and I saw um, San Andreas for, for uh, Xbox. You know, I know it's backwards compatible yeah. for 360. Uh-huh. I thought about, it was about, like, 22 bucks or so. I thought about picking it up, and I'm like, you know what? The missions get so frustrating, and with the, the whole saving, there's so many little annoying things about the Grand Theft Auto series that they really need to fix by the time the next game comes out. You know, that I, I just can't really play it anymore <laughs> until they fix these things. It, it would be nice if they had a save anywhere. Yeah, that they need that. I understand if you don't want to have it, you don't want to, they don't want to have you save it in the middle of a mission. But after the mission, just let me save the freaking game with having me to drive across the freaking map. And, you know, it's a real pain in the ass. Make the game fun. You don't have to make it, it's a pretty long game. You don't have to drag it out with crap like that. Anyway, it's true. It's, it's true. Okay, enough of that, I guess. Huh? Enough of that. What else are you um, playing? Uh, I'm playing Phoenix Wright. 
for DS. How is it? I think I talked about that a little bit uh, last week, but I've played a little more. It's really fun. I mean, it's it's a perfect portable game because you can save it anywhere. You know, it's funny. It's got a really good, you know, it's got a really good sense of humor and the, you know, it's not like, you know, the deepest thing on the planet, but if those those of you who like adventure games, uh, you know, and like anime style, I think you're really going to like it. Would I like it? Um, you might your wife will probably like it more than you. You might like it. You don't do a lot of commuting, right? So, no. So maybe not so much. If you make a lot of long duties, then you probably like it too. Very nice. You know what I, I picked up? I don't mean the length of the actual duty. I know the, what you mean. I, I, I know. I know what you mean. You know what? I, you know what I picked up? <laughs> yeah. I picked up Big Brain Academy for the DS. Oh, but you know, I thought. Oh, Big Brain Academy is the other one. And that's the other one, not Brain Age. Big Brain Academy. How does this compare to Brain Age? I like it like a billion times better. Oh, more fun. More fun. It's a more fun game. The puzzles are a little quicker and a little easier to pick up. None okay. of them require you to have to like use the stylus to like write. Mm-hmm. No handwriting. No recognition. handwriting recognition. No no vocal recognition. I see. So the fact that on the game I'm an idiot is because I'm an idiot, not right. because the game's not recognizing it. <laughs> right, which is the way it should be. Which is the way it should be. So I like it, and it has bright shiny colors, and the games are kind of quirky. They're a little quirkier mini games. Interesting. So I I recommend if you're gonna get one or the other. You recommend Big Brain I'm going to say Big Brain Academy. Big Brain Academy would be like an 8 to Brain Age is 7. Okay. So That's cool. Yeah. Do you want to give a quick Superman movie review? Yeah, okay. Uh, many of you have seen the trailer, and without any spoilers, this is my spoiler-free re- free Good, because I've seen the trailer. I downloaded the trailer on Xbox Live, and that was pretty yeah. cool. As you know, as you are sure well aware, Lois Lane is a mommy, to quote Jimmy Olsen yeah. in the trailer. Yep. Never in my life have I waited two and a half hours for a five-year-old to get violently killed and to walk out disappointed when he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> come on. You didn't think that was really going to happen. What would you think of the movie? I think that it was a waste of two and a half hours because the five-year-old lives at the no, end. No, seriously, seriously. When you see the movie, you'll understand why. Okay, but that I clear you didn't. so you didn't like the movie because of that? Yes. Seriously? One child ruined the movie for me. Oh my God, you're crazy. I maybe. Also, you know, you know, there are other problems to it. Superman is is truth, justice in the American way. Yes. And he's a symbol of America, and he's righteous, and he does, and he fights crime because it's the right thing to do, and it's the way he was raised. Okay. In this movie, you get a sense that the only reason why he starts to, you know, save the planet again mm-hmm. is to impress Lois Lane. That's kind of weird. And it's more like super penis than Superman. And he can't even have sex with her because he has a super penis. And because right? he has a super penis. So That's it's, why we learned that in Superman too. Yes, he's all id in this movie. <laughs> he is, okay. Interesting. And and it kind of bothers me. That bothered me because it, it what didn't fit in with, this, with Superman as a character. Hmm. That and right. he spends too much time dwelling on Jor-El and like Jor-El's teaching. Right. But never at any point does he mention his actual biological father that raised him until he was about 20. Right. You know, in Superman 1, yeah, his Earth father dies when he's like 20 in Superman 1. Right, right. I'm not giving anything away here. But he never talks about him at all. All right. Well, I'm going to still watch it, I think, when it comes out. I think it's coming out here in like a month or two, which is good for, uh, which is pretty soon. 
uh, compare comparing to other movies. And you could tell me if if Superman comes off more like a stalker than a superhero, but okay, whatever. That sounds cool. Yeah. Let me before we jump into the new releases. Let me give you a quick your man in Japan. Go for it. Does that sound all right? Uh, I went to my first real Japanese baseball game. I had gone to a World Baseball Classic game several months ago, but that didn't really count because, you know, it's like going to, like, an exhibition game or something like that. You don't get the full baseball experience. But I went to a uh, Hanshin Tigers versus Tokyo Giants game, and those two teams are, like, arch rivals. So this was, like, the real deal. This was at the Tokyo Dome. Like Yankees-Red Sox? Like, yeah, or like Yankees-Mets is even uh, probably, maybe. Ooh, I don't less know. I'm not a big baseball fan. I have to yeah, say, that was pretty awful to... there. That was a okay. good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I have been to baseball games in the States, uh, <laughs> and it's very interesting to see the you, differences. Between... You are familiar with the sport of baseball, maybe? Well, I'm familiar with the crowd and the, the atmosphere at a baseball game, at least in New York City. It's very interesting to see the differences. You know, like they're really into cheering in Japan, Japanese baseball. In fact, it's like all about the cheering. They have like whole sections of like official cheer- cheers where people, you know, wear uniform sort of uniform, cheering uniforms and they have like cheerleading directors and flags that they wave and each player has their own cheer, which is sort of weird. And they have, like, each section is divided. Like, there was the Hanshin Tiger section and the Giants section. And they were on other sides of the stadium. So it's really interesting to watch that. Like, I spent more time watching the people do these crazy elaborate cheers. They have, like, these hollow plastic bats that they have, and they hit them together. I took some video, so I'm going to put it up later. Do you remember Uh, any of the cheers? Can you repeat one for us? No, they're all Japanese, and they're all, you know, hitting things together. But yeah. probably, like, the, the most interesting thing mm-hmm. is that all the vendors that walk through the crowds, they're all girls. No oh. no big guys with beer bellies. And the girls, if you saw that other video I posted, the girls carry beer kegs on their backs. And they dispense beer, <laughs> draft beer. Wow, that's got to be difficult, though. It looks really hard, and it gets pretty hot in there, you know, in the summertime. Kegs are heavy. Well, they, these I are went smaller to college. Kegs, I know the that. Girls are, the girls are walking hard, working real hard, though. Are they attractive? Anyway, some of them are. Cool. So it was real fun. I had a lot of beer to make it more fun. Um, that's pretty much it. All right. What's next? New releases. New releases. We got so many. Oh, uh, no, we don't. We have two. We have two. There's a couple PC games that I never heard of, so I'm just skipping them. Um, and of course, the big release this week is Ultimate Board Game Collection for the PS2. Oh yeah, what's on it? What games? Uh, I'm not sure. Parcheesi, I think. Nothing really ultimate. That's I couldn't not, really find was, too much about it. Is Monopoly in it? I don't know. Is it? I'm asking. I don't know. The, Who what, knows? Okay, then we're skipping it. Well, yeah, it looks like. Yeah, I'll look it up really quick. I looked it up and it didn't even say. <laughs> but I'll look it up. It's got 20 classic board and dice games. Games such as Parcheesi and Naval Battle have animated boards. Wow. That's I've, I'm looking at the, at the box art. I don't reckon... It's games like Chess and Mahjong, it looks like. Some dice games. Right, so forget that. Yeah. But the real big release this week is uh, Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth 2. Yes. 
for the Xbox 360. Yeah. It already came out for the PC, and it got good reviews. Oh, it, it's, it is? Okay. It's been out since uh, February. I didn't even know that. But I think IGN gave it a 9. Oh, okay. But now, it'll be interesting best... to see how it controls on the... Well, here's the best part. Oh. While I was playing, I had noticed on my Xbox Live friends list that uh, Brian Crescente from Kotaku got this game early. Another game playing. that wasn't sent to us. Well, yeah, that's I mean that's a long list, but I noticed he, had, he was playing it. So when I when I he was playing with him in the prey demo, I hit him up for some info, and he said that the game was really good. He really liked it, and he was giving it um, a really good review score. I think he said he was going to give it a B plus, which is pretty solid. He said the control is really good. It works surprisingly well, and he thinks that people, fans of the uh, real-time strategy genre, will be impressed with the control scheme. Uh, the graphics were great, he said. You know, they get really detailed mm -hmm. when you get up close. You can see, like, you know, dragons picking up people and, and dropping them. And are, the, really... are the battles epic? I want big battles. It sounded, like, it sounded like they were pretty epic, but you can zoom in and just see, like, the individual action. So that sounded really promising. And it you does. know what, was, what surprised me was that the online multiplayer supports, I think, up to four people. Really? So you can you can have some fun. It's not just a one-on-one -on -one situation. Hmm. So he's going to have a review. Uh, he writes also writes for the Rocky Mountain News, I think it's called, mm -hmm. newspaper. So that's going to be up uh, probably later this week. And I guess the game comes out on maybe Thursday. So Is it Thursday we'll or Wednesday even? I'm Wednesday? The 7th, I think, right? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But that that sounds pretty promising. So, summer drought, you know, maybe not so much. Maybe a couple games. Oh, the fifth okay. it says tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. no. Tomorrow's the well. Tomorrow's the fifth for you. Right. 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 <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, so that was cool. He was he was impressed. Cool. Maybe I'll pick it up. I do have uh, trading credit. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna get that, but anyway. So that's the new releases. Some new releases, right? Yes. Some. Okay, so let's go in. Uh, we got a couple uh, game deal shopping news uh, items to go over. I guess the big the big news is that the Toys R Us Amazon split is now complete. Now, if you didn't know, uh, Toys R Us sued Amazon basically because Amazon, in their mind, Amazon had promised them exclusivity for toy sales, and then it, they went out and got additional vendors to sell toys yeah like target and stuff yeah and all there's a, a few of them so toys r us cried foul they sued them so they could get out of the contract they won and now as of a day or two ago they are gone from the amazon website and they have their own website up and running which looks pretty bad and this is sort of bad news for cheap ass gamer because we got a lot of revenue from toys r us via amazon but there is a sort of a light at the end of the tunnel in that Amazon is now selling video games directly. So now they qualify for the 25 uh, spend $25 and get free shipping. Oh, that's good. So people who have Amazon Prime, which is like a service where you spend, I think you pay like a certain amount for the year and you get free, like fast shipping. Mm -hmm. These games should now qualify through, Toys R through Amazon. Cool. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I you know, I guess. Hopefully, they'll have some sales and stuff. So. And who knows? We'll maybe Toys R Us will get some cheap. Like they had some good deals in store, 
last week. Well, they have another one coming up. So I see. Yes, there's a uh, Jet Set Mario has reported that there's going to be a major game and toy blowout coming up very soon. Uh, about 300 video, about 6,000 total items being marked down. 300 of which are video games or accessories. All will be marked down about 30 to 50 percent. This is not an advertised sale, and there is no official start date. Uh, but they should be uh, building up over the next three weeks or so. He's going to give us the full list, hopefully. So that's pretty exciting. The, P the PSP exciting. list looks pretty good so far. Really? Maybe I'll so, have to pick up one. That will be. Uh, that's in the the deal forums, of course. It's called Toys R Us Game Toy Blowout. And, okay. Uh, yeah. There it is. Cool. Other right. deals of note are Hitman Blood Money for the 360. Yes. Forty bucks. Not bad. Play Asia. This is the Asian version that has full English, but is region free. So yeah. I ordered that for myself, and I ordered one for you too. So Yay! You I finally get something. Of course, it has to come from you. Yes, uh, <laughs> and the nice thing is free shipping to Japan for for those few of us that are listening and live in Japan. For so. all two of you in Japan. But shipping is only three bucks, three dollars and ten cents to the U.S. So. That's not bad. Still pretty, yeah, and they don't charge tax. So, so forty-three dollars is pretty yeah, damn good. That's pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to that. Circuit City's having their eight dollar and ninety-six cent sale. It's now officially underway. Of course, we had all the news from Demolition Man uh, a week or so ago, more probably more. And he's uh, he plays a big role in, in bringing a lot of new members to CAG over the last week uh, with his sale information. So thank you very much, Demolition Man. Uh, and now the sale is officially up and running. Yeah, I haven't Let's even head... gone. You haven't gone? Yeah. Yeah. I got my Matrix Path of Neo and my Bond uh, Russia with Love, and that's sort of what I was looking well, for. Well, you know, I picked up, uh, what was it, Ultimate Spider-Man and Gun for $10 each this week, so that's, that's enough from for Toys me. R Us. Yeah, yeah. plus there's also I got that the at Toys R Us, yeah. There's the big Game Crazy, or rather Game Rush blockbuster sale going on doesn't do you much good because there's none of those in New York City, but I know they had Psychonauts really cheap, a bunch of games really cheap. I was hoping Shipwreck was going to be able to get that for me for Xbox, but no dice. Psychonauts? Yeah. I like that game. I played it. Yeah, I was ready to give it a try, but whatever. I got um, plenty of shit to do. Let's move on to the News Blast, shall we? News Blast! All right. Well, there's a lot of Sony, Sony PS3-related stuff this week, so let's get right to it. Uh, there was an article up from this uh, analyst website called DFC Intelligence. The article is entitled, Could Sony Go From First to Worst? Now, this is pretty interesting. They they basically say that you know this price tag uh, may really hurt Sony uh, in the long run because they're really going after this high-end user that may not really care so much about Blu-ray this whole Blu-ray technology, which is the big differentiating factor between the PS3 and the 360 and the Wii, uh, they had some good quotes which I pulled and I want to read them to you. Uh, in looking at these elements, Sony's clear strength uh, is the first factor, brand strength and current market position, and the weakness is price, PS3 uh, price, especially when compared to the competition. Sony has been 
done very little to justify why the system is worth a premium price for consumers that don't care about raw hardware performance and are not hardcore audiovisual consumers. Unfortunately, we believe this represents over 90% of the consumers in the marketplace. I mean, look, I don't doubt that they're going to sell out the, the uh, first batch of uh, launch systems. But, but yeah. maybe uh, several months down the line... You know, this might hurt them. I mean, and also the idea of consumer loyalty is a myth. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. Well, no, it's no, it's not a well. No, I think it's a big myth. And my example is Nintendo. How many? How loyal were people from the Nintendo Entertainment System to the Super Nintendo to the Nintendo sixty four? But when GameCube came out, they just didn't have what it took to compete. Exactly. People just turn their back on the system that they had, quote-unquote, been consumerly loyal to right? for the last 10, almost 15 years. Okay, good point. I think that the brand, I think what will brand happen loyalty is brand is loyalty will be good for the short term, for the launch, the launch batch. People, you know, the hardcore brand loyal people will, will gobble up all the, the launch quantities, but maybe six months down the road... Not so much a factor. Yeah. We'll see. Another good quote that they had from the article. With the PlayStation 3, the company is going after the high-end power user. It is almost as if Coca-Cola not only decided to go with a new formula, but also decided to exit the lowbrow soft drink business to go into high-end wines. Of course, there is a big market for high-end products, but it is, one, very different consumer type, and two, not nearly as big as the blue-collar mass market. Walmart sells more toys than FAO Schwartz, and McDonald's sells more beef than Ruth Chris's Steakhouse. Interesting points. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the PS3, I mean, it just, I don't know. It's almost like a Neo Geo. Well, mm-hmm. the interesting thing, I think, will be, you know, when the PS3 launches, you're going to look at the launch games for PS3 versus a full year of Xbox 360 games, and this was, of course, Microsoft's strategy all along. It's going to be very difficult for the PS3 to compete at that price tag. The games are not going to look, at this point in the PS3's life, the games are not going to look better than the Xbox 360. The other problem also is that there are games for the PS2 that are more looking forward to than the PS3. Like God of War 2. God of uh, War 2, Guitar Hero 2. Guitar Hero 2, yeah. I'd much rather play those than any other game coming out on the PS3. Take the 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 Xbox 360 and the Wii out of it. I'd still rather have a PlayStation 2 than a PlayStation 3. Yep. Interesting. I don't know. It's going to be... It should be... uh, I don't know. It's going to be a fun battle to watch. I'm glad I'm not Sony. That's for sure. But it'll be fun to watch on the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. On the sidelines. Speaking of the PS3... There was an article um, that this company, this development house, Track 7, had canceled a PS3 game because it was getting to be too expensive to develop for the system. Now, that's not now, true. It's yeah. not true. Well, some of it is sort of true. Uh, basically, uh, a website called PS3 Land had an article up saying you know, that they were blaming the cancellation on the, the development costs, and they even had a quote from the managing director of Track 7 saying, if Sony were to offer us assistance in producing a PS3 version, we would be more than happy to oblige. But it turned out that uh, Track 7 put up a quote on their website saying that they never 
announced a PS3 version for this game. This game is called Thesis, by the way, and I guess it's an adventure-type game. Um, and they never announced a PS3 version, so they can't really have canceled it. But then again, this website, PS3 Land, had this quote from from this woman. So it sounds like there's probably some truth to, you know, just because they never announced it didn't mean they ha they hadn't tried to see if they could develop a game for the PS3. And it was just too difficult or too expensive? That's really the question. That's the same same difference, I think. I don't think so. You know, it costs money to, to... They, whenever you're learning a new system, they have to spend money, development time. You know, time is money. Yes, it is. To figure out how to program for these machines. So, you know, they're, so their quote, I guess, covering their ass for future PS3 stuff is, uh, we plan to develop thesis for PC and Xbox 360 in the near future. As for the PS3, we simply made a strategic decision to not move ahead because we deemed it not probable at this time. I mean, that's just a very, <laughs> a very general way, I think, of yeah. saying it's too damn expensive. Pretty much. And another bad news for Sony, uh, it just was announced that they have to pay back taxes from 2000 to 2005, this is in Japan, uh, about $243 million worth uh, of back taxes because they hadn't, uh, I guess, reported their, they hadn't paid their taxes properly in those five years. So, yeah. Some accountant lost his job. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of losing money, Atari uh, has just announced that their lo their losses are going to be wider than expected. They're going to be losing uh, six point two million dollars for the for the fourth quarter. They're predicting six point uh, two. Yeah, they're predicting that for the fourth quarter of two thousand six, fiscal two thousand six, uh, and then a year, total year loss of sixty nine million dollars. That's a lot of money. Well, you know, look at Atari. I mean. The future's not looking too bright for them. I, mean, I was going to say, really how much longer do you think they have? I don't know. They, it's, just, it's a shame. They were they were once the kings. That's since, another good example of... It's been all downhill since... There was uh, once a time when everyone owned an Atari. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, I think. They just had to lay off a lot of people, and they sold off uh, a couple of their franchises. They sold off that... Uh, uh, what's that game? The Time... Time Stopper game or something? Uh, freak Time, I don't know, Time Bandits? <laughs> I forget. Time some, in? some first person shooter where you can like slow down time. I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, one of those. Yeah, one of those. All right, yeah. another news. We but have, I've never uh, seen that before. Slowing yeah, down time in a game? Yeah, imagine that. Matrix moves all mm. over again. Uh, Wii, there's a rumor that the Wii is going to launch November 6th. It was announced uh, in Sports Illustrated for Kids. Not exactly your, probably your most reliable source, but look, I think we all know it's gonna it's gonna launch around mid November or so. So, I mean, there's probably not, yeah, there's there's a good. They said they want it out before Thanksgiving. Uh, Iwata-san said that a while ago. So, it's it's I'm definitely sure we'll it possible. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And it would get it out though a good eleven days before the uh, for PS3. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy November. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting November. That's I for can't sure. wait. Uh, Take Two Interactive uh, is is in trouble with the law. They received a couple subpoenas, uh, and their official announcement says something to the fact that uh, it's relating to uh, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas hot coffee uh, fiasco, and it's about uh, basically who knew what when. You know, which of the company's officers knew about 
this uh, hot coffee being a part of the, the game and stuff like that, and also uh, about their termination of their accountants. They, they had fired PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, and some acquisitions that had, they have made as well. So there could be some shady accounting stuff going on there as well. And of course, their stock fell like 20% as soon as that was announced. Of course it did. So a lot of... A lot of a lot of bad news for game companies as of late. Yeah, it's it's so strange, especially with you know the new consoles coming out and it you know almost looking as bright as it could be a future for video games. We hope that so many developers and publishers are in trouble. Yeah, so, I mean this is it's partly to blame for, uh, are the new consoles that are coming out because people stop buying stuff for the old console. I know cheap-ass gamers don't, but <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the rest of the world sort of slows down on their current-gen purchases, and they wait for the, uh, for the next crop. They're saving their money, basically. Yeah, it's true. And uh, speaking of, of companies that might have trouble, uh, there was an article on nextgenbiz.biz uh, uh, talking about uh, retailers and online distribution uh, a, an analyst from Lazard Capital Markets, Colin Sebastian, was basically saying that in the, for the time being, next couple of years, retailers probably don't have to worry about digital distribution of games cutting into their sales too much. Um, but in the future, it might be an issue. And he even expects stores like uh, GameStop to open up their own online digital distribution methods. Well, I mean, let's face it. If the 360 went all digital... I mean, you would need, first of all, you need a huge, huge hard drive. Right. But, he, uh, he cites that as one of the problems. But uh, if they're doing it the way they do it now in the marketplace, stores like GameStop will really just be uh, relegated. Problems. Yeah. They'd be relegated to what? Portable game sales and old used, games? Used games. Used, used games. games. But how are you going to get used games when everything is digitally downloaded into hard drives? It's, yeah, I mean. Yeah. You can buy people's old hard drives? Uh, I don't know. That's why I guess they haven't worked. They haven't worked all this stuff out yet, and that's why the guy says we got probably five years or so before. But it's a it's a definite that could really that would scare the crap out of me if I was in that business. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at Blockbuster. I mean, they've been losing money for a while now, and companies like Netflix and sell, you know renting games online and the on-demand services. You know, what's Blockbuster going to do? Yeah. Now that on-demand they... service requires a push of a button. Yeah, I mean, Blockbuster's got a huge nut to cover with, uh, you know, their, all the rent that they pay and yeah. the stores, all the stores, inventory they have to st- buy. Stores and employees are not cheap. Yeah. And if, you know, exactly, how many employees does it really take for Netflix to work? Yeah, they just can hire, like, warehouse guys. And, and know, one office as pro- opposed to, yeah. A couple program. you know, you need some programmers, you need a lot of technology guys, but, you know. It's it's not thousands and thousands of people like Blockbuster probably has working for them. So, yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens, but I guess we're five to ten years away to having to worry about that. Yep. Should we jump into the CAG bag? I think it's CAG. Wow. That's quite an enthusiastic uh, CAG bag introduction. Well, someone did ask, a couple, I guess, a... Uh, we didn't actually read this question, but somebody wanted to know if, why we don't have like sound bumpers between segments. Cause but now we do. Yeah, you, just, yeah, you, you just made one. I just made one. I'll use it every time. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, here's a question for you. Okay. Uh, Zach asks, oh, it's for both of us, I guess. Wombat Chibi, if you were a video game console, what video game console would you be? The two-parter question. Let's go for this one first. You go ahead. Shit. Um, what would I be? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, I don't like that question. I like the second part of the question better. I'd be a 360 because I'm hot. Because you run hot. <laughs> or yeah, would I be just an old an old Xbox because I'm heavy? <laughs> <laughs> right, both. You're both. They're both heavy. Or maybe a PS3 because you both uh, grill hamburgers. Exactly. No, I don't know. I don't know. But the second part of the question I was more interested in really was: now that you guys have done a large number of Cadcast episodes, are you satisfied with the direction of the podcast? Is it going as well as you thought it would? Wombat, what do you think? I'm going to go with mostly a yes. I mean, I still think it's relatively impressive how far we've gotten in less than a year. Especially after you listen to those pilot episodes. Yeah, those are pretty awful, actually. Yeah, yeah, having listened to those this week. All of those are bad. Meanwhile, so, you know, thank God that they were, one of those was only five minutes because I had to go in and raise your level every time you said something. That's funny. Yeah, it took a while. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, it's a good thing that they're short, and, yeah, oh, those are awful. Uh, yeah, no, I think we're doing a good job so far. I think we have room to improve. I don't think it's perfect. Definitely room to improve. Maybe we need to start getting some guests on here. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think I'm happy with the direction that we're that it's going. You know, we're building up some listeners. You know, we have a lot of reviews in iTunes, which is good. I think it would be nice... You know, the more reviews that we get, the the bigger chance that iTunes will will feature us, and that'll get us more listeners. Uh, so I'm sort of holding out hope on that. I'm a little disappointed that that hasn't happened yet, because I see they feature a lot of podcasts that have like one or two episodes. You know, it's it's not really fair, and they, especially when they say that they only going to feature podcasts that have you know a body of work. So, yeah, I'm happy. Generally, yes, I am happy. Yes. All right. It would be nice the if they one? sent us more free games too. Yeah, more free games. Yeah. Uh, Lord Lord Wow asks, "Hey guys, do you generally aim for a hundred percent completion on games when you play them, such as unlocking everything, getting all the items, coins, etc., or do you prefer just to play through for fun and then shelf a game?" Interesting. Well, I know you probably trade the games in. You don't really shelf them. No, much, I'm more right? of a trader, but still, I usually will complete a game before I shelf it. But not a. But he asked a hundred percent. No, I'm not real. I'm things. not really a. Unless finding a hundred percent is more fun than arduous. Like, were you? Did you go for like all the, uh, the uh, the things in Grand Theft Auto, like the uh, no. statues? No, because that's a pain. Yeah, that's a pain. That's not fun. It's not fun for me to go around and try and find things that are hidden. Right. To me, that's not fun. I I do like to finish the games, but yes, like you, I. I don't need to have a hundred percent completion. I don't need to like brag that I'm. I spent time driving around Vice City looking for every last tiki statue. So yeah, but I go. do like to finish them. And I'm speaking of finish them. I'm still working on uh, Shadow of Rome, which uh, is fun. I got to a really hard part though right now, but uh, I uh, I still like the game. There you go. Uh, well, here's a here's a long question, but I'm going to paraphrase it. Uh, Worsley asks a question about Halo 2. Uh, he basically uh, he basically goes to say there's a lot of differences between Halo 1 and Halo 2, 
and that there are people who are really hardcore Halo 1 players that just couldn't get into Halo 2 because of like the changes that they've made, I guess. There's a little bit of auto-aiming involved, you know, and the, the dual wielding and uh, stuff like that. So like there's people who just stuck with Halo 1 couldn't get into Halo 2, but of course Halo 2 was a really big success, and of course the online play was really good. But he wants to know, do you think Bungie, you know, will go and do something like they did with Counter-Strike, like Valve did with Counter-Strike, and that when Halo 3 comes out, maybe will they release older versions of Halo with souped-up graphics? Well, you know, the question, you know, for me, well, for me, I'm one of those people that preferred Halo 1 to Halo 2. Okay, well, just like Worsley. Yeah, I preferred Halo, and I would like to see online multiplayer on Halo 1. Right, well, that's what he's hoping for. Yeah, and I don't know how they could go about implementing that, I mean, at this point, without releasing a whole new game. Well, he's thinking maybe they'll throw it in for Halo 3. If they threw it in for Halo 3, yes, that would be great. Is that the I question? Gotta think that, I, yeah, basically. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But... <laughs> What do you think the chance of that happening is? Um, I think a snowball has a better chance in hell. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be really tough. I mean, these guys are going to put all the effort into Halo 3. Yeah. Maybe maybe you'll see a separate game come out after Halo. I don't even know. Even that, even that they're gonna, once they finish Halo 3, they're going to be working on Halo the 4? downloadable content. No, I mean, just think about, think about how many which ways till Sunday they're going to screw us on this downloadable content for Halo 3. I know. I know. I mean, oh. it's going to be ridiculous. Yep. So many people are going to buy Halo 3 and just the market for the downloadable content is just going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. Expect to pay up through the nose. You think 1,200 points is a lot? <laughs> Thank God my, uh, my Xbox Live Marketplace cards from Outpost shipped. Oh, cool. Like those cheap ones. They, they did ship. Even though I got an email, they were backordered, but I got them. They are at my mom's house. Cool. In my possession. So, sort yeah. Of. I don't know. I wish, but I don't think so. Yeah. No. Okay. Our, our, our Cagbag favorite, Thorbon3, asks, If a magic turtle said he'd make you any cosplay costume from a video game, but you had to wear it at a convention... What costume would it be? I feel like we answered this already. I don't think so. No? No. No. Also, what cosplay costume would you make your wives wear at home? Uh... Okay. I'll, I'll start with the wives at home question. That's easier. Okay, go for it. I'll go with one of the uh, Dead or Alive schoolgirl outfits. I since, was... I spend, since every day I see about 100 girls in high school girl outfits... You know, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't that's, complain. That's, it's not a bad... Uh, it's reasonable, right? Yeah, it's not bad at all. It's better than ch saying, like, Chun-Li or something. Yeah, right? I guess you got a point there. Meanwhile, I watched a... Uh, <laughs> I saw a porno. My the, my website that I get all my Japanese porn from. Yeah. I uh, saw my first... Japan I saw an American woman in a Japanese porno. My first Really? One. And she was... We the weird thing is that she was wearing a Chun-Li outfit. Really? Yeah, it was pretty weird. Was it called Street Fucker Two? No, I don't even. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Come on, that's called. funny. That is, yeah, it's good. Street Fucker, <laughs> but it was sort of odd. I mean, she was wearing Chun Li Chun Li outfit. Why? Why they have the white blonde girl for that? I don't. Weird. I don't know. I, I anyway, yeah. So uh, 
Right. Mom, oh, I should have warned my mom to stop listening for the next. <laughs> I'm too, a little late on that. It's a little late now. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. Well, if she made it through the shit-eating one. Exactly. Meanwhile, my dad said, agreed that he would he would eat the shit for, for 10 grand. <laughs> Actually, he said he would do it for less. That's frightening. Yeah, he's, I think he would do it for a lot less. <laughs> maybe, how do you know? Maybe he's done it already. Uh, no. College, so, any costume from a video you know. game. I mean, you know what I'm going to say. Any costume from a video game? Oh, RoboCop, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though the video game, well, the arcade game uh, it doesn't. Good. It doesn't count. It's going to be hot, though. It doesn't count? I don't know. It doesn't count. Okay, well, what else? I don't know. I would dress up like um, Tommy Versetti. Does that count? No. Jeans and a line really t-shirt? Cosplay. No? Ooh, do you hear this helicopter coming by? I do. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Ooh it's, ooh, it's really close, too. Wow. I can see it, even. How about, like, how about dressing up like Neo? That's still cool, right? Nah, that's not cosplay. He means yeah, like you I know, know Mario or Zink. Uh, I would dress Zink. up like I would <laughs> like Zink. I would Zink. dress up like um, uh, Leon from Resident Evil Four. Does that count? Nah, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe Katamari. There the you prince. go. Or the king. I don't want to wear any of those things. You know what? I would take any like Gundam robot. Would be pretty cool too. That would be cool. That would be awesome. I just, you know, I wouldn't even want to go to, I wouldn't even want to wear it at a convention. I just want to wear it down the street. You boom, know, and like walk boom, to a convenience boom, store. Boom. Knock over the magazine rack. Give me yeah, stuff. That'd be, fun. that'd be real fun. Yeah. I'd like that. Okay. Yes. Next question. Another one I have to paraphrase because it's very long. Please don't make your question so long because it makes, I have to do work on the fly. Finn123 asks, Basically, he's saying, being a cheap-ass gamer, he's not going to be ready to get a 360 until the price drops. But he feels let down by Microsoft because he did buy an original Xbox, and you know he sort of took a risk when he was buying, buying an Xbox when everyone else was buying PS2s, and now there's really no support for the Xbox at all. There's nothing coming out down the pipeline. He also is complaining that he didn't like the li Xbox Live experience. And that it never really, they never really took advantage of the uh, features that they said they were going to have, like video chat, which they did have in Japan, by the way. Didn't do you guys a lot of good. No, and, no, not at all. And that the Xbox Live Arcade implementation never really made it on the original Xbox uh, fully. And he goes to say, quote, I think of Microsoft as a politician willing to tell you what you want to hear, but unable to follow through on promises. Well, I think there's a lot of truth to that, but also, I mean, I don't think the online problems of the, I guess, the current slash last generation are Microsoft's fault. PS2's online isn't particularly good either. No, it's awful. So, it's hard to I, I have to disagree with him with the uh, the live experience. I always thought the live experience was, was at least uh, as good as I expected or better. I always uh, thought I it was okay. I never loved it. No? No. I Why always not? preferred downloadable. I always thought the best thing about live was downloadable content. I still do. Uh, um, I Move, to, move I, to another country and have no friends, and then you'll see how much you'll appreciate Xbox Live. Yeah, well. <laughs> it, was still, but, uh, it still could be laggy at times. Even Halo 2 I, uh, could have uh, some pretty bad lag in it. Yeah, and it took but once Xbox, in a while, but you, uh, it's not so much their fault. You know, there's a lot going on. But wait, let's get to his is, questions. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, actually yeah. read his questions yet. Okay. Do you think Microsoft's effort to get the 360 out before the PS3 
hurt current Xbox owners. And then he says, how does Microsoft's abandonment of the Xbox compare to other console makers' transitions to new hardware? PS1 to PS2, for example. Is the console industry littered with promises that are never fulfilled? Well, to answer the first part of the question, yeah, it definitely hurt the current Xbox owners. I mean, they stopped developing games for Xbox at this point. Well, they stopped you know, even developing the... games because they want you to buy the new console. I of don't course, think it's... of course. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It may not make you happy if you don't want to buy a new it's console. It's not unreasonable. But it isn't unreasonable. It's the way it goes. Nintendo stopped making Nintendo Entertainment System games when the Super Nintendo came out. Yeah. And they in Microsoft eyes Microsoft's eyes, they needed to get the three sixty out before the other systems. They I needed think that this well they start. it was a good idea for them. It was the best it idea. It was a for good them. idea for them. I think in Japan, it backfired. Well, they should never have released it in Japan to begin with. Well, they sh should have waited till they had some Japan-friendly games. I think that the fact that they released the game in Japan, the system in Japan, when they don't have anything that appeals to Japanese gamers, now the games, the machine's going to be out for at least a year before anything that appeals to Japanese gamers uh, is available, and people have sort of, sort of already made up their minds that the 360 is not for them. And then the PC, the PS3 will be out, and the Wii will be out at the same time. I mean, they sort of dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think the comparison to other other manufacturers is probably pretty similar. I mean, uh, I mean, you do see some PS2 games coming out down the line, even though the PS3 has been announced. But I don't know. I guess maybe the Microsoft, the Xbox uh, example is a little extreme compared to other ones. But such as life. I mean, what what can you expect them to do? Yep. I think uh, we have time for about one more question. Okay. Let's... Oh, my God. There's so many questions here. Yep. Oh, we'll save this next one. Uh, well, uh, you pick the next one. Why don't you pick I it? like this one from, I guess, Halu, H-A-L-U-102. Cheap Ian Wombat, what is your guy's favorite type of game music? Instrumentals such as those prominent in Final Fantasy games, the rock hits as featured in Guitar Hero, the gangster rap played as you do a drive-by and run over some hoes in GTA San Andreas. Also, were there any notable games where you just had to buy the game soundtrack or at least thought the music was moving or inspirational? Oh, I can answer this one. Go really for it. Well. I have bought one game soundtrack in my life, and it was actually a big mistake, actually. Uh, I bought the soundtrack to Rez. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rhapsody. No. <laughs> but the soundtrack to Res is, it's not the actual songs that are in the game, a lot of them. They're sort of remixed versions, and they're not as good as what's in the game. But I do enjoy a lot of different kinds of music in the games. A game like Res, where the, you know, the music is inspirational along with the vis visuals, it's, you know, it's really, it's an experience. It's not just a game anymore. It's a... It's it's a, it's art, basically. It's, yeah, I think you know. gay music is in many ways underappreciated. And you make a good point in your question by pointing out the different types of gay music in those different types of game. It's not a question of what I like better as long as the music fits. If I mean, the fact that they use gangster rap in San Andreas was a much better idea than using... You know, symphonic music like you would hear in, say, like an Oblivion, where it well, fits in. But the best part about the Grand Theft Auto games is that they give you choices of music. And, of course, they had a gangster rap radio station, but they also had, you know, rock and everything. They had every 
possible genre you could think of. They even had classical uh, opera and stuff. It all worked. So which yeah, is... I love the music in the Grand Theft Auto series. Those guys, they they, they do, do a, a good job. job with this. Even the Liberty City Stories one, that's it's great. Although I do will admit that in all EA sports games with EA tracks, yeah. I turn the music off every time. Yeah, they they don't do a good job. They do not. They're the exact opposite of the the Rockstar <laughs> job. Rockstar seems to always pick good music. EA, I don't know what the, they get the cheap music, I guess. Yeah, well, that is it. They get unknown artists, and they don't have to pay a lot of money for it. I also sometimes found the music in the Tony Hawk games to be similar to that, and in some ways disappointing. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of custom soundtracks. That's why I really yeah. like Xbox 360. I mean, I have it streaming off my computer. I As do I. To choose from, so. You know, I do like the Rock Hits and Guitar Hero also. Yeah, Guitar Hero is just the bomb. Can't wait for Guitar Hero 2. Is Stranglehold going to be in Guitar Hero 2, Ted Nugent? Is it? Is that? Uh, I don't know. You don't I don't know, know if they've announced that. Oh. I hope so. So, that about heard... wraps it up for this week? Yes, I think so. I, okay. Um, yeah, and hopefully we won't have to take another week off ever again. No. 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 Well, okay. thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good night. See you next time. Why buy just a video game from Atari or Intellivision? Invest in the wonder computer of the 1980s for under $300. The Commodore VIC-20. Unlike games, it has a real computer keyboard. With the Commodore VIC-20, the whole family can learn computing at home. Plays great games, too. Under $300, the wonder computer of the 1980s, the Commodore VIC-20. Coming soon, Commodore brings you Gorf, the Wonder Arcade game, and Omega Racing home versions.